Well, folks, it's that time of year to give thanks. Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I'm one half of your host, Sherm. Got my boy Obed in the building, as always. Um, glad to be here once again. Obed, what's going on with you? Running around, trying to keep up with the holiday everything. Right now, it's the holiday traffic. For those of you who live in the DMV area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's going to take you three hours to go a half a mile. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I feel you, man. And that holiday traffic is definitely no joke. We got a couple guests joining us, uh, returning guests joining us. Once again, we're happy to be here. Got Ravi out in New York. What's up with you, homie? Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Bing Thanksgiving. <laughs> thank you for uh, having me. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. And of course, we got a returning guest, Asani, out in Germany joining as yes, well. Yes, sir. You can finally get on a normal episode because the time difference isn't so bad right now since we're early yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, y'all ain't working today. Y'all, uh, yeah, we got the, <laughs> the afternoon session. It's only six hours ahead here. So I'm able to, to tap in before I get to sleep. But uh, <laughs> yeah. glad to join y'all. <laughs> you know, y'all have a vacation tomorrow. Bums like me got to work tomorrow. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. It was you know, Thanksgiving is not really a holiday in Germany, but um, as you bring up Thanksgiving, Asani, we can get into it. You know, from your times that you were in the states, is more so, you know, obviously New York and you know, North Carolina, things like that. What are the some of the kind of the traditional holiday plans or things you used to do? What did you enjoy about the holiday, like Thanksgiving? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was always it always started on Wednesday night. That was the night you go hard in the paint, you go out, you go partying, you get it in. Um, yeah, then it starts on Thursday, you chill, uh, have some breakfast with the family and then get into the food, you know, the cornbread, the, the pumpkin pie, the turkey. Um, also in my house being West Indian, we have a few West Indian treats as yes, well that, that we put on for the fam. And then it goes, uh, straight to football, you know, football and basketball. So, mm -hmm. um, always just a time to tap in with family, have a good time and, uh, reach out to loved ones. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Ravi, I'll go to you next. Any uh, favorite dishes that you might have had or desserts things like for, for Thanksgiving or and what's your plans this year? Well, plans this year, I'm going to be spending time with the family. Um, then, of course, my sister's in-laws family. So that's going to be a whole dog and pony show. I'm going to let them all <laughs> let them all have their pissing matches and how much better they are than each other. I'm just going to watch and enjoy the show. Uh, Ringmaster, like, Ringmaster Robbie, Ringmaster Robbie. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. As far, as far as food goes, um, personally, I love preparing my own turkey. Uh, but this year, since I won't be doing that, I'm looking forward to uh, my wife's stuffed mushrooms and her Oreo cream pie. I've never Fancy. seen a woman grind Oreos with her hands, but okay. man, she does it down to the knuckles. Okay. And it's a, she's doing the lord's work man right <laughs> <laughs> very nice very nice yeah yeah uh obed how about you what are your plans or any what's your favorite foods what were you looking forward to same thing as asani food and then right to football um you know so my family's west african so i made a i put my foot down and i was like listen we got to have at least 60 to 75 percent west african dishes out here mm. because just i do enjoy thanksgiving but it's about families coming together and enjoying their time and I think that breaking bread all those Sundays were from beforehand growing up uh, that just involved all these things you know fish and fried plantains and uh, you know black eyed peas all kind of you know just mm. just love it just love it and gorge myself obviously there will be a turkey you can never not have turkey on Thanksgiving uh, but right. yeah no it's going to be it's going to be a good time right absolutely like I like it yeah you know my, for myself I'll be staying here local here in Florida cooking up a turkey you know some macaroni and cheese things like that what I'm gonna miss the most is my family's Sonny kind of alluded it to you know, the West Indian cooking you know some even some curry chicken out there some roti Woo, 
you already know. I mean, that's one thing I gotta yeah, say. I you gotta get that foul too, man, Ooh, or the roasted chicken, you know, you with know the potatoes. Yo, <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah. know how Mama Mama I'm Halliburton sure. does it. So. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, you know, my pops, he thinks he's Chef Homeboy RD and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So slaying over the you know kitchen stove and killing it out there. You know, I'm gonna miss my mama Sherman's lasagna. You already know about that. That's worldwide famous, you know. But yeah, the desserts. What I'm gonna miss too, the desserts. Junior's cheesecake. I will get. I will try to get that for Christmas, you know, which is my birthday. But Junior's cheesecake was always my favorite dessert. Definitely gonna need to have that soon next month for Christmas on the holiday. But yeah, Junior, you're on notice. It's on site. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was definitely gonna be a good time. Looking forward to it. Uh, but let's keep it going, guys. Let's get into quickly. Wanted to touch on just on the NBA a little bit here. I'm sure you guys noticed Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets finally returned from his eight-game uh, team and post suspension. As we all know, he was suspended doing to make relating to some anti-Semitic uh, remarks or links that he linked to a book to and things like that. Uh, team suspended him. He came back the other night in a win over Memphis. Um, Obed, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, he was out eight games. Do you think that was a fair amount of games or should it have been shorter or should it have been longer? Uh, I think it was... I think it should have been shorter. I mean, quite frankly, yes, I understand the severity of what he did. I understand the implications and, and uh, pain that that may have caused people. But uh, it's it's it is. I think it's very excessive fine. Um, you know, considering everything that went into it, of adding on that he has to do this laundry list of things. When generally, if somebody transgresses like this, we want a heartfelt apology. He gave that multiple times. You know, fine. The the suspension is there. I think the penalty fit the crime in as much as missing six games. I think eight was excessive. I think a list of things to do was excessive. Um, but you know, he's back now. I think we can hopefully put this behind us as long as he doesn't come back out and, and start the contract. Yeah, for sure. I bet I agree. Um, Asani, do you think he's pretty much going to continue to be a distraction for this team? Because I feel like there's always something with Kyrie going on, right? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't think that he will be a distraction going forward. Although he doesn't have the track record to show that. <laughs> okay. In my opinion, I think he has a guaranteed contract up until this year. Nothing is guaranteed after this year. And he's playing for his next big bag. And everybody knows he's a max player. Mm -hmm. He knows it. The league knows it. The teams know it. I think he's going to be on his best behavior going forward. He's going to do what he has to do. Uh, in order to secure that contract based off of his talent level going forward. I, I don't think anyone will disagree that a talent level of Kyrie Irving is ever in question. He is a absolute superstar, Ravi. You know, I think there's no question about that at all. It's like, just like Asani said, but, you know, this is a Nets team who kind of struggles. Look, they lost last night to the 76ers who didn't have James Harden or Joel Embiid or even Tyrese Maxey. And yet, you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the court and you can't beat the 76ers team. I don't know if the rather there's a way for them to actually work together to be successful. Is there? There has to be, and they have to figure it out very soon. I mean, just statistically looking, the teams that are just better without Kyrie Irving on the floor. Now I know he's a great talent, but I mean, this year alone, they're five and three without him and three and seven with him. Uh, it's, it, it's hard. I mean, he is that great talent and, you know, I want to ask, you know, he does have to be on his best behavior. I agree with H that he has to mm -hmm. rise above this, but where's his team? You know, he alluded to his legal team, uh, you know, talking about the appealing the suspension and trying to get some of that money back that he lost. 
Mm-hmm. Where was this team to talk about, you know, all the social media posts he's doing? You know, right. the thing I, I don't agree with Kyrie Irving about is that his intellect. Um, a lot of people, they think when they have money that they're smart. Mm-hmm. And in this case, that is very, not true at all. It's usually not the case. They are experts in their field. He needs to be an expert in basketball. Earn your money. And if you want to speak about other things, hey, get your team involved. You said you have a legal team. That's great. You should have a social media team also. This is the same guy who thinks the earth is flat. Just remember that, ladies and gentlemen. So you have, right there alone, right? Yeah. He, he needs a team. He needs to talk to his team. I don't Facts. know, I don't know what, te- what team is going to tell you that it's okay that the earth is flat. But, you know, go on. <laughs> do what you're going to do. Go on, yeah. King. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe just also to jump in with the team, I, I think – I think everyone can agree that what Kyrie was trying to do was to promote um, uplifting African-Americans. The problem is, is that he has his blinders on and he doesn't realize the other 50% or the other groups of people that were being um, brought down or teared down by what he posted. And I think as Mm Ravi said, where is your team? The more people Mm -hmm. you have in the room, they would be able to sniff that out and say, please don't post that. That's not a good reflection on you. That's not a good reflection on, um, on the team. And that's also not a good reflection on the ideals that you believe that you stand on. Right. Like where is his people? Like, where does he have a right hand? Look at, look, look at LeBron James. He brought up his, his friends that he has since youth. You know what I mean? Uh, you, and then he has, and doing different things and surrounding, he surrounds himself with good people. Dude, there's no reason that Kyrie Irving can't hire three, four guys or men or even women to whatever it is to watch out for him, make sure he's doing the right things, you know, social media and things like that. Dude, you know, Snoop Dogg has, has an employee within him or with, with him that just rolls his blunts for him, pays him $40,000, $50,000 a year. That's it. You can, so he could, it's probably uh, he cheap. Can, it's probably cheap, honestly, because I hire, you can hire 12 on, hours a day. Was that posted on Indeed or something? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get that. <laughs> Where can I submit a resume? Yeah. Yo, but um, my point is, if you could hire somebody just to do that, you tell me Kyrie Irving can't hire somebody to be in his corner to look out for him. That's, that was my point of that. You know what I mean? That's all, you know? So that's all I'm saying. So you guys, yeah, I think we're all in agreement here. Um, let's keep it going. Before we get into our you know, normal football talk, the NFL and even college football, we're going to go on the other side of the world and talk about the, the other football as the international rules soccer. The, the real football. As the the original one, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. The football, as the rest of the world calls it. Uh, the World Cup has been underway. Um, obviously, it's a big time of year for that. So I'm going to take it over to Obed and Hassani. So, Obed, I know you're a big, big soccer fan, right? Fantastic. Yeah, huge fan. Uh, honestly, I mean, this is, I can't remember what iteration uh, year it is for this one, but the 2022 World Cup hosted in Qatar uh, featuring, this is the last World Cup that's only going to feature 32 teams, as we know, the next World Cup in 2026 being shared across all of North America, Uh Canada, America, and uh, the United States, and then uh, Mexico uh, will feature 48 teams uh, so that we get a little more inclusion here. But I don't know if inclusion is, is really the problem that the World Cup has when we have, you know, teams like upstarts like Saudi Arabia, who took it to, to the great messy, the what the goaded one uh, with the upset win over there. Um, you know, we've had some pretty intense games uh, so far. This morning, we watched uh, Germany uh, kind of falter a little bit. And like, I, Hassani, I would love to get your boots on the ground take of what it was like uh, to watch that game, see it go down, and how we end up where we are. 
Yeah, in terms of Germany, um, unfortunately, I had that on my second screen as I was working. Um, so I, I know that um, a lot of the people here are quite disappointed in the loss. They thought that Japan was um, one of the easier teams in the group to beat, um, almost a guaranteed three points. Um, nevertheless, I think that they still think that the last two games, will, they'll be able to eke out six points in those and make it on to the, to the knockout rounds. Um, nevertheless, that was a tough pill to swallow and a tough one to open the group. And I saw a stat, I think, um, of the last five World Cup winners, four of them didn't make it past the group stages. So um, somehow there's some World Cup hangover that exists. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, let's see how it goes. Obviously, Germany didn't win it last year, but... Right. Um, didn't even make it out of the group of, stage last time, you know? Exactly. So I was a like, I wonder what kind of hangover teams, they uh, had. They didn't even have to really play much last time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, uh, as far as the World Cup itself, uh, any big unexpected games that you didn't foresee happening? We saw a France team who was a reigning World Cup champions uh, be down one nil early on in the game and then come back and I believe win four or five one. You know, is it status quo? Who are some of the favorites that you're looking at to uh, challenge for the cup? Yeah, coming into it, the favorites for me were France and Brazil. I think that was everyone's favorites um, with the understanding that it we have a semifinals possibility of Argentina and Brazil. And uh, for me, I was looking towards France at first to repeat um, with Benzema going down. Um, I think that's too much to handle. Also, Lucas Hernandez just went out with a torn ACL uh, for the defense of France. Club and country for him, yeah. Yeah, so Bayern's out of player, another German product. Um, And also, obviously, France is down uh, one of their key defenders. Yeah, so for me, I think the ball goes back to Brazil. My main issue with Brazil is their defense. Also, um, they have some good defenders, but they have Thiago, who's 38 now, playing for Chelsea um, as a starter in their defense. And then I think lastly, um, with Argentina, who I also had as one of the favorites before um, Before, (laughs) before the tragedy that happened to Saudi Arabia, um, they also have defensive ailments with Otamendi in the back and... um, uh, um, uh, Loreto Martinez, who's basically a midget, I shouldn't say a midget, but a short person. Um, and so <laughs> unable yeah. to come to the, come to the, uh, the call of winning headers and maybe, uh, taking it on man mark and some of the other defenders out there that you, exactly. you spoke to Argentina. Uh, now is there cause for concern losing to a team in Saudi Arabia? I mean, you mentioned earlier that, you know, Germany kind of, uh, botched it with a game that they thought they should have just had three easy points. Could the same have been said about Saudi Arabia? Did we felt like Argentina should have came out here, got three points, went about their business? You know, like, how did you view that game? Yeah, I mean, so it's a question about Argentina, excuse me. Yes, the question about Argentina. Now, yeah, is yeah, there a cause so for concern with them? Like, Argentina, did Saudi Arabia just play a great game? Yeah, they definitely have a, um, a, a lot to be concerned about. Um, with that being said, they do have a pathway to get through only on four points, obviously, depending on how the rest of the draw comes out. Um, in my opinion, I don't think that they have to worry too much. I think it's an introduction game. They were 36 games unbeaten, all against right. top 50 FIFA-ranked opponents before this. Right. Um, I think that this is just a bad day in the office. And uh, I think we can expect them to get at least four points. But if they get four points, destiny is out of their own hands. They would have to win the next two to guarantee that they get to the next uh, stage. I think this is completely viable for, for a very strong 
offensive uh, Argentinian squad. Right. And just to remind everyone, as far as the tables, Argentina, Argentina is in a group, I believe, with Denmark, Tunisia and Saudi Arabia. So there are exactly. opportunity uh, to uh, or excuse me, excuse me, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Poland and Mexico. So, you know, Argentina should be able to handle their business against Mexico. Poland, you know, coming up with a terrible, terrible first game opening uh, should probably not be too hard for Argentina to go by. When Robert Lewandowski isn't scoring goals, uh, you exactly. know, it's easy to get the W. Exactly. Easy to get the W. Yeah, man. I'm also a Germany fan. Goodness. I wish they would have played a lot better. Uh, you know, I said off the air that uh, I blame Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka and Nicholas Sule for guys who were supposed to bridge the gap between the 2014 World Cup winners and today's iteration of the German national team. But you got a guy like Kimmich who should be playing right back because Philip Lom retired. His refusal to play back there doesn't give us a strong uh, uh, command of that back line. It's somebody we can look to as a captain of that defense, uh, you know, and is, is playing out in uh, Bayern where they spent, you know, hundreds of millions of euros to bring in a bunch of French players because the French just got it like that. But, uh, you know, yeah. 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 Oh, go ahead. Please. Yeah, they're not getting it done. Um, I mean, they brought over Pavard and Hernandez, like you said, uh, to, to play on the, the back wings. Um, that moved Kimmich up to the midfield. And quite frankly, I think um, uh, I think the national coach is not comfortable putting him back at right back when he's been playing nothing but midfield yeah. in Bayern. Um, yeah. Shule, I'm sorry. I know he just signed for, uh, I think it was Borussia Dortmund. Yes, but he is washed, man. He's he slow. Is. He is. <laughs> he looks like he's running with the piano on his on his oh, back. Hundred percent. He used um, to be Salino. There used to be a time. Exactly. Was yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Well, no. Thank you very much for that. Bringing it, bringing us into da, 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 worldwide. Uh, what's the word? Entertainment. <laughs> very good, Obed and Asadi. Appreciate you giving us your thoughts on the World Cup. Should be a good one there. Let's get into American football. <laughs> uh, start off, starting off with Kyle. Hey, it is American football, right? I mean, it is American right? football. They got American rules out here. The there only person go. allowed to kick it is the kicker. There One or two go. times a game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's called football, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, let's quickly touch on college football before we get to the NFL. But the biggest upset of last weekend was South Carolina beating number five, Tennessee. And unfortunately for the Volunteers, Hendon Hooker, quarter, their Heisman candidate quarterback, Taurus ACL in that one. That was kind of rough. But, yeah, I mean, that was just a bad, bad game for Tennessee. I think they're pretty much done now with those two losses. What we know the uh, the committee does love and the SEC teams, of course, but, you know, I'm looking at that, the newer rankings. You've got Georgia up there. You've got LSU at number five. You know what I mean? So, obviously, the biggest matchup coming into this weekend would be Michigan at Ohio State, Obed. Um, it's probably you know, the biggest game of the year. This is the game as, as, as it is dubbed every year. Um, what were your thoughts on the landscape of college football and who can probably get in the playoff? Well, you know, looking at the, the rankings, it's tough to have, you know, one, to lose uh, our black star or the player, our star, uh, uh, you know, just unfortunate for that to happen, but I'm sure it'll come back strong. Uh, I guess this means he's not going to commit to going to the five season. No, I was going to say, Obed, uh, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's one of those things that's like, ah, uh, you know, I, I, it can go, I feel like it can go either way as far as the rankings are concerned. And sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you there. I think you just have a little bit of technical difficulty. So, but um, yeah, um, you, you know, it's, I'll, 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 I'll go over to Sonny quickly before you can get back in Obed. Um, 
you hear me all right? Am I coming in? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit. But um, LSU ranking at number five now, followed by USC. Uh, I think people are always going to be, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess stunned if Alabama's not in the college football playoff because they're always in the college football Oh, they're going to be there 100%. 100%. It's going to be a a rough sledding for them uh, to just surmise because we've just gotten used to seeing Alabama every year at the end of the uh, the end of the season, playing for the, the national championship, uh, BCS championship or otherwise, um, <laughs> you know, BCS, wow. yeah, right. Throwback. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, we've already talked about this. I think LSU needs to, needs to lose a game and they need a lot of help to be able to pull this off and, mm-hmm. you know, whether, whether or not they're going to be able to do that. I, I assume that perhaps they've got a chance oh somebody's yeah. playing some music yeah um, they, they, they got a, they've got a chance um you got a chance I, I, I you were really much more on the side of hey this might not be their year to make it to the playoffs and i'm starting to see that come to fruition if they don't get some help right hasani between ohio state and michigan let me let me ask you who do you think wins and is there an, any possibility that they can both get in the playoff no um there's no way that there will be two big 10 teams in this year mm-hmm. um the only way is if one of them lost later on in the season, but or excuse me, earlier in the season. Early, excuse right. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, no, the losses and and that goes to the committee putting LSU at five. Yeah. With I believe they already have two losses. They do. Um, yeah, they're nine and so two right now. That shows that they take the current um, squad as it is, and they don't take into account so much what happens at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I think it's absurd that LSU is five, to be completely honest, a two loss team. I don't care who they beat. Um, being two losses at number five, um, when you have undefeated teams and one loss teams is quite, um, you know, yeah. Alabama's a one loss team and is behind No, Alabama's two, two losses. Sorry, yes, two, yes, yeah. I'm sorry. But, uh, two, uh, two USC, USC is a one loss team, 10 and one, they're at six. Clemson is 10 yeah. and one, they're at eight. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you, like, like, LSU, because you know, Committee, they love SEC. They love SEC. They love the SEC. Let's let's just be honest. They're no. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think that um, if if one of those teams loses, either LSU slides in or USC slides in, and yeah. uh, I would see it as as Georgia, one of the. Uh, I believe it's going to be Ohio State. To be honest, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, T- TCU, and then let's see who that one loss team is who gets in. Yeah, Ravi, uh, quickly, I'll, quickly, I'll go to you. Any any uh, feedback here on the uh, possibly Michigan Ohio State game and who who would get in? Uh, not too sure. I know Michigan has its struggles. Uh, I would pick Ohio State uh, based on how they've been performing uh, this year alone, yeah. and I think I think they're the ones that are going to get in. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think it's Ohio State wins this game. They win the Big Ten um, for sure. See that now. The thing is, Georgia has still has to play LSU in the SEC title game. If Georgia wins, obviously they're the favorite. You know, they're number one. They're in. LSU's out. But if LSU beats Georgia, I think LSU gets it. The SEC title, LSU gets in. Let's say Ohio State wins the Big Ten. Okay, they'll probably be ranked number one. LSU bumps up TCU. I think Georgia still gets in. I think can I Georgia. Ask a can I ask a question? Does yeah. USC beat Notre Dame? Ooh, I think so. Notre, because Notre, if if you know. Notre Dame's always every year they're so overrated and they showed it early in their year. Why? You know, they're, they're on a, they're on a five game win streak right now. They've won uh, uh, eight of their last nine games. They lost to Stanford by two points. They've played well against other West coast teams. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they didn't play anybody else on the West coast. Hold on. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame's schedule is kind of, you know, being out of time, yeah. but they do, they, they got washed by Ohio state at the beginning of the year. But I think 
if LSU beats Georgia in the SEC title game, they're in. Georgia still gets in no matter what. You have Ohio State, and then you've got TCU. So you'll have two SEC teams. Right? Asana, you're agreeing with me, right? 100% agree. I think if if uh, if Georgia wins, then um, excuse me, if Georgia wins, then you and USC wins. USC will slide into that last spot mm. with TCU coming up to to third. Mm. I agree with you 100%. If LSU wins, they get in. Georgia's in. Uh, TCU and oh, uh-huh. uh, the winner of Ohio State, Michigan. Right, right, because right, 100%. USC's yeah. less left off. Yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah. so basically USC has to hope that Georgia beats LSU. That's basically what it is for them, for them to get exactly. in. Yep. Exactly. Uh, let's keep it going to the NFL. Uh, do a quick week, week 11 recap. And I'm going to start with you, Ravi, um, because I have to talk about your team. The New York unfootball Jets, or I don't know what they're calling them, gang green. Uh, they should be, they're a gang of bums right now. I don't know what's going on with there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a terrible, heartbreaking game. And that was the game that broke their season. I know there's six games left and anything can happen. The NFC East is, I'm sorry, AFC East is wide open still, but the Jets aren't in it. They should have stopped now because that game defined their whole season. And the way Three they points. Lost, right. The yeah. way they lost is this basically a game-winning punt return at the end by the New England Patriots, and they got the victory 10-3. to But this was just a bad, bad game for the Jets, Ravi, right? Absolutely. Uh, it was dreadful to watch. Um, it was a defensive battle. If you were into defense like I am, it was yeah. great. The yeah. amount of sacks, the amount of uh, almost interceptions by the Patriots, it <laughs> was it was a great defensive battle to watch and two defensive coaches playing a chess match. Um, to be honest, New England didn't do anything with the ball either. I mean, they came closer. A couple of missed field goals and that game was probably over before it started too. Mm-hmm. But just the aftermath of that game and what is happening in New York right now is, is the story right now. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to be the one to break the news. What's the word? I'm going to break the news. Zach Wilson has been benched for the Chicago game. I was like, we've got a lot coming out about an hour ago. Adam Schefter reporting. Ravi Schefter, that's a good one. Ravi Schefter, right? Ravi Schefter. Ravi Schefter reporting. Zach Wilson has been benched. And I want to start the conversation by saying, was this a football move or was it a political move almost, you can say? Did the pressure really get to the team that you have to do something? Did the public make that decision for the team or was this actually a football move? Uh, uh, Sonny or Obed, feel free to jump in here. Sonny, go ahead, jump on. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this has to be uh driven by the public. He said three weeks ago that he would be the starter until the end of the year. The Jets are six and four. Nobody in their right mind would have thought that they would be six and four at at this point. They have big time wins, especially over the Buffalo Bills. Um, one thing that I think they need to say is that at six and four, I think that should have bought. Zach Wilson a little bit longer of a, of a leash. The Jets have lost, I think, 14 straight now to the Patriots. You had Sam Darnold saying he was seeing ghosts out there when, when he was playing mm-hmm. the Patriots defense. You had the butt fumble by, uh, by Mark Sanchez. By Mark Sanchez, Sanchez yeah. yeah. And, and I hate to say this, but sometimes styles make fights. You have a fighter who might be the best in the world, but one guy just has his number, and I think that's a Patriots with the Jets. Um, I would have given him two more weeks. They have the Bears coming up who will have the 29th ranked offense, 15th in passing. 
and then the Vikings, who are 18th in, in, in defense, excuse me, um, and 29th overall in, in passing defense. I think I would have given them two more weeks to, to stick it out. They're six and four. I think that even if they go in six and six, they still have a chance for those wild card spots and they can get in at, at, uh, at, at, at possibly 10 and seven. So um, you really think they should have stayed with Zach Wilson. This is a guy who completed nine of 22 passes for a total of 77 yards in this game. Mind you in the second half of this new England Patriots game, the jets did not score. Not only that, they had a total of two yards of offense, two, seven drives, seven punts. That's it. I hear what you're saying. And I agree with you, but how much of that is the game plan? This is where Salah didn't come out and say, Hey, we told him to do that. Zach Wilson is actually just missing throws. He's missing guys. You know what I mean? He's throwing He's throwing to a guy who, who he thinks he has it in, but the guy's running a post. He's throwing to a guy who's, you know what I mean? The ball's coming out flat. He's, he's not accurate with the football. Everyone relied on his BYU um, pro day when he made that turnaround, when he, when he, um, he bootlegged and he threw it across his body 70 yards downfield. That's all it was. That's how he got drafted. Similar to when Mark Sanchez got drafted, he got drafted because he whooped Penn State in that in that Rose Bowl game, okay? Same thing. Zach Wilson got drafted off that pro day, number two overall. And if you guys think that Zach Wilson should have been should continue to be a star, he's not that dude. Get He missed, well, I think it was the first three games of the year, I believe it was, due to injury. Okay, yeah. fine. He's not that dude right now. And this right is why- now, and that coaching staff isn't letting him be that dude either. Now, I get it. He wants to play like, uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Aaron. I got it. Thanks. But he wants to be that guy, but you have to let him play. Now, these last six games, well, now five, you have to let him play and see what you really have. Or are we going to hit the reset button again? Did the Jets destroy another career? Can I jump in here? Um, yeah, please. Uh, resident Patriots fan, just from what I've seen of Zach Wilson, I think they let him play and it's gotten him injured multiple times because he thinks he can pull a Baker Mayfield and run around. You are no longer one of the most athletic people on the field. This is 2,000 people, 2,000 players who are all the fastest and best at their positions. So the, it's a very creme de la creme. You can't run like that with them. And when you do, you get a meniscus tear, right? Because you are not made for this. Uh, two, you're not generating any offense. I disagree with Ravi on your comment about not, neither quarterback was doing much. New England had issues in the red zone, but Mac Jones was 23 of 27. That's only missing four passes, 246 yards, a 9.1 yard average. He was frying to a 104.6 rating, but could not score on what is one of the best defenses in the league. Outside of on the other side of the ball, Zach Wilson, who continually has bad games, produces no offense, alienated one of the best wide receivers on that roster in Elijah Moore. When Elijah Moore was asked about uh, what his relationship was like with Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore's response was, he doesn't throw me the ball. So one of the best players who we all agree on the roster isn't even getting passes from this quote unquote, uh, uh, you know, heir to the throne for them. Um, they've, they, to Saw's uh, to, uh, credit, he's created a fantastic defense. He is a defensive minded coach and he's built the team out that way. But when you bring in a guy who already is not big enough for the spotlight because he has no accountability, yes, your team kept them out of the red zone. Maybe they gave up a bunch of yards on the ground. Maybe they gave a bunch of yards in the air, but they kept them out of the red zone and out of the end zone, which is what you ask of a defense. On the offensive side, we ask you to make passes, make plays and score touchdowns. And when you don't score any touchdowns and you're asked, do you feel like you let down the defense and you say no and go on to the next question? 
he's too immature to be that dude. That we can't absurd. even let you play. We can't even let you play, let alone have you take responsibility for your play when you play yeah. poorly because you have played poorly. hundred percent, Obed. hundred percent. Sorry, I want to just jump over. No, no, please, please. I, yeah. I agree with you. And those are, those are good stats. And you're absolutely right. You know, the defense did keep the Patriots out of the, uh, out of the red zone. They did well, have those troubles. He actually I, I said that. the offense did not let the defense down. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was that was a very immature thing to say. Because... Yeah, but I, I I think I think now we're starting to argue two different things: what he should have said and being a leader versus whether he should be starting and whether he shouldn't be. And that's fair. Those that's could fair. be the same sure, answer. Sure. Um, yeah. I believe personally, there's still seven games left, and you got two very beatable defenses coming up. He's your starter. He's a second-year quarterback. I remember Josh Allen looked didn't look good in his first two years. Mm-hmm. Um, he could, not he could scramble either, but he could, he could but, scramble though and make plays with the exactly. He just and he's also throw. built a bit bigger, so he yeah. can take those hits. Hassan, really? Hassan, do you do you think who gives them the best chance to win? Because Garrett Wilson has already from preseason talked about how uh, Joe Flacco throws a better ball. Do you think Joe Flacco, Mike White, give them a better chance to win across the next two weeks and beyond than Zach Wilson does? Um, for the next two weeks, I would say no, but. To, to be honest, for the season, I think Joe Flacco does give them a better a better chance. So for the next two weeks, I think I think I would ride it out with that defense, with those two defenses. They're beatable passing defenses. Um, he's a second year player. You invested a lot of draft capital in him. He's supposed to be your future. Give him the chance to actually lose the job. Right now, they're six and four. I think that this is really a tight leash. But remember, this is a- Sonny. If you sorry, sorry to cut in, Sonny. Yeah. If you let let him come out here and lose the job, you lose the season. And they they already let him come out here and lose too many games that they should have won by allowing. He he will be the reason they don't make the playoffs if they let this keep going. Yeah. And, and he yeah, obviously doesn't I, I care because he says sorry. no. You know. Yep. Sure. No, I mean, and in seven games, he's only averaging 180 about 183 yards through the air. He's only he has four touchdowns and five interceptions in seven games. You know, his QBR is bottom, bottom of the half in the league. You know, I think a change is needed. I get what you're saying, you know, allow him to develop and things like that. But there should have been, they were expecting a, a bigger increase from last season to this season. I believe it what it was. What's his Correct. record this year? And, and, and they're not getting that. They're not getting that increase. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. They're six and four. I get it. They're six and they're, four. Okay. I mean, but he's not efficient with the football. That's what my thing is. You're winning games because your defense is keeping you in it, right, Ravi? Because I mean, I mean, you're I, you're the, you're the resident Jets fan here, so you watch the I, games more than anyone. I agree. You know, the defense is keeping the games in there. I mean, the offense does have to score points. I mean, this does remind me of to, uh, 2009, 2010, all over again, where they weren't letting the plays develop, or they just don't think that he could do it. Now, right now. I don't know exactly what the game plan was. The game plan was not to score three points and, and hope. But at that point, you know, it becomes how much of this is the game plan and say, hey, don't mess this up for us, kid, because the last Patriot game, you threw three interceptions trying to make plays. Just get out of the way, throw it out of bounds. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was instructed to him. Yeah. Now, that, that play specifically, I believe, in the fourth quarter to, to Wilson, where flew completely past his head, because he just threw the ball wrong and all of a sudden you think Mims is going to get it. That was a miscommunication. And that's where it becomes, yeah, you know, Wilson, you, you messed up. Mm. So that's where it's, what is the game plan? Are you supposed to be the game manager? Are we allowing you to throw the play? Are you to run the plays? 
And are you messing up these simple plays? I'll, I'll go these to Hassani. questions. Yeah, I'll go to Hassani quickly before we move on. I'll go to Hassani because Hassani looks like he, he has a lot to say or is he thinking no, about it? No, no, no. <laughs> I was just laughing when he said the game plan was not to score three points. That <laughs> just had me, me in tears. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think that's anyone's game plan to just score three points. <laughs> right? Everyone always wants to score three points. And what's funny yeah, is that I agree. Three I, I, agree. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Ravi. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it's just it's frustrating because I've never in my life have seen a game that defined a team season like that one that completely broke it for the Jets and they should get last place and get draft capital because I don't I don't see them coming back from this. You want to get last wrong, place just to get draft capital? That game, I mean, now, yeah, what else are we playing for? That game broke their season. I'll tell you what, being a Patriots fan, that's why I love this division. Yeah, they, <laughs> I don't care how good they look. We all know it's coming. let's talk about the other new york team the new york football giants got embarrassed at home as well too by the detroit Lions, the lowly detroit lions um this is a new york giants football team i mean brian dable i think is a coach of the year candidate for sure even with even still with the loss this was a bad loss you know um for the for the g-men um hassani What's your take on where the Giants kind of stand, especially with Daniel Jones? Because I said it coming into this season, Daniel Jones needed to have a solid, if not definitive year for him to get a contract extension. And he's kind of teetering on that line. They're winning football games, but he, I don't think he has progressed as, a, as an NFL quarterback as much. Would you agree? I um, completely agree. I think next year you franchise him. You don't give him a long-term extension. You make him prove it next year. Um, he, is a good running quarterback. His legs keep him, keep them in the game or keep him in the game, excuse me. Um, but also their re- receiving core, as I said on the last episode, is 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 doo-doo. I'm sorry. With the injuries <laughs> as well, um, Kenny Galladay looks like a shell of himself. I think Wondell Robinson just went out with a torn ACL, I believe. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sterling Shepard has a tear. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Daniel Jones isn't getting any help. Kenny Galladay looks like dust out there just mm-hmm. doing cardio. Um, but uh, credit needs to go to Detroit. I think I saw a stat that they have the longest win streak in the league right now at three games. So congratulations to D- Detroit. They played an excellent game. Um, also Jamal Williams uh, is punching in those one yard touchdowns. So um <laughs> I do believe that Daniel Jones has earned a franchise tag. Um, I do not believe that he's earned a long-term deal at the moment. Maybe he wants to take a mid-tier, um, I don't know, Ryan Tannehill type deal going forward um, where he gets a uh, mid-level money, I don't know, a 10 to 20 quarterback money for three to four years going forward. That's actually not a bad, that's not a bad take, uh, Sonny. Uh, Obed, what's your, what's your take on the Lions? I feel like this is a team who has so much heart. They come up short a lot of the time. Now, obviously, they gutted out this win, 31-18 um, to 18 over the Giants in over in New Jersey. But, I mean, this is a team who, who I, I like their coach. He's fiery. He's out there. He's, 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 a, he's a player's coach, if you know what I mean. Like he's right, out, he's right. one of, he's be like he's one of them, you know? Right, right. So they've always come up short. You know, I mean, this is Detroit after, after all. Well, you know, they have very, very bad ownership. And oftentimes, you know, mm-hmm. 
doing a disservice to the leadership of the team. Uh, you know, when they had, um, you know, uh, their coach, Jim Caldwell, I felt like they at least were consistently in conversation of getting a chance to make the playoffs, maybe just missing it out by one or two games, uh, you know, and then some seasons where it would just fall apart. Um, yeah, it's even though it's a player's coach, and Dan Campbell loves people who are biting kneecaps and all that, all that stuff. And really a lot of the internet and NFL darling stuff comes from their time on hard knocks before the season started. Um, when it boils down to it, they're just not doing enough uh, consistently week to week, game to game. Uh, and so oftentimes missing some of their studs, you know, DeAndre Swift was out uh, for some time with an injury. Amon Ross St. Brown was out for some time with an injury, you know, we, Khalif Raymond, Brock Wright, these guys are not are not world beaters. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, like I said, we talked about this earlier. We loved his weapons when he was in the McVay system and he was out playing in uh, L.A. And he comes out here and, you know, like, hey, if you got Jamal Williams punching in these one yard touchdowns. You know, you got I'm on I'm on Ross St. Brown going seven for 76 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've got guys and playmakers, but I don't think they'll ever be. And this was a good a good schedule for them as well to do something. And it just didn't come together. We got the W today against the team. I don't know. I feel like the New York Times are battered up, but you know, overall to the, to the way that their season is going, this isn't going to be the, the turnaround point, you know? No, I don't think it is at all. At all, I'll, I'll completely agree with you. I mean, the Detroit, I think the biggest thing that you said Obed, was the ownership. You know, this is a team who has been bad for a very, very long time. I've said it in a numerous occasions. They've only had a top 10 ranked defense one time in the last 30 years. You know, yeah. you've getting, decently played you drafted Matthew Stafford he you know put up 5,000 yards a couple times you got you had Calvin Johnson before with him he was a stud wide receiver but then that was it you know Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't really been decent since Barry Sanders <laughs> the day of, those, of those days. Uh, the last two players that you mentioned both retired from the game because, you know, Detroit broke them. Yeah. In fact, they, Calvin Johnson, Eric Barry Sanders both retired early because of the Detroit. Oh, yeah, you're 100% right, I bet. 100% right. Um, I want to talk about next about the Philadelphia game that they, the Eagles barely won against Indianapolis, Ravi. Um, this is a game I thought, honestly, I thought Philly would just come out and destroy the Colts. I mean, Jeff Saturday, you know, the interim head coach, got his first victory last week. Shout out to him. But shout out to him again for almost beating arguably the, the best team in the NFL, you know, at a, who had an 8-1 record. Now they're 9-1 in Philadelphia. Yeah. What does this say more about say about the Colts? Remember, this is a Colts team who also beat Kansas City earlier, earlier in the year, too, Ravi. That's true. I mean, the Colts, they're, they are a great team. I mean, well, great. They're, they're a good team and they're playing for their coach. And right now, this is the shakeup that that team needed. Um, Philadelphia, that was just odd. I don't know why they weren't uh, their usual selves. Mm-hmm. That game came down to the wire and Philadelphia did, you know, prevail. But Indy can ball. <clears throat> it's almost like Indy's back now and they have somewhat of an identity and they're trying to scrape it together with this mid-season change that they made. Um, but I mean, but they're, they're buttoned up franchise. I mean, they, they have the third fuse penalties and they're tied for eighth in giveaways. So they, they play clean football. They play, you know, I don't want to say correctly, but what's the word I'm looking for? They play buttoned up football and they are playing for their coach right now. Yeah. Um, oh, Betty, I know you have a lot to say about Matt Ryan at times. He, he's not what he once was, but I mean, like he kept them in the game though. You know, he didn't, he didn't have, he didn't turn the ball over at all, no. which, is, which is nice. 
you know, yeah. played clean. I think I think it just got away from him as far as the amount of plays that they needed him to make versus plays that they should have been making on the ground. As again, if you looked at what was going on through the first quarter, I mean, I think Jonathan Taylor had already racked up a touchdown in like 40 or 50 yards or something, you know, in the mm. first quarter, first half. Yeah. And that's just speaks to the fact that even with the signings of guys like Linville Joseph and uh and Indomitian Sue, the Eagles have a problem with running teams. They have a problem defending the run. And that is going to be, like I said in the past, this is going to be something that haunts them when they have to go and face San Francisco 49ers. And those guys can run at you with multiple backs, run at you with multiple receivers, uh, and just have a darling wide receiver one and Brandon I that came out of nowhere. Um you know, if there is one thing that I could say about uh, the uh, Eagles looking out of sorts, Devonta Smith injured, A.J. Brown injured. They don't have uh, a great tight end in uh, Dallas Goddard out there because he's on IR. And, you know, in the, in the in the seams and in the creases, when nobody's paying attention and you need a big play, you can they can have been able to get almost 100 yards out of Dallas Goddard without people paying att- much attention to him. Without him being there, they look like they're sputtering a little bit. Uh, again, you know, these these uh, this coaching regime like the uh the frank wright you know that that ensemble the andy reed that comes from that coaching tree loves to utilize the tight end and when they don't have that pass catching tight end in a travis kelsey or in a zach Ertz or in uh dallas goddard you know they are not able to really you know push the tempo on people and this kind of showcased itself you know it, I, I was not surprised this was a good game by the Colts. And to the Colts' credit, if there's one thing that we know in the NFL, if you can't control the line of scrimmage, you're going to have problems. At right. least at least a Hall of Fame coach, a Hall of Fame offensive lineman can come in and take a good group of guys and show them how to play offensive line better. And you keep that quarterback upright because he can make plays when he's upright, but he can't when he's on his back. You're 100% right, Oped. Hassani, I mean, look look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They kind of, I feel like they just kind of came out flat, you know, because they, they didn't get in the end zone until the fourth quarter. You know, I mean, they were held to three points through the first, through the first three. Um, Devontae Smith had a decent game, six for 78 yards. A.J. Brown, five for 60 yards. Jalen Brown only missed seven passes. Um, and is this an Eagles team that can still be dominant, you know, if, if you will? I mean, or is this kind of like it? Do you think this was just kind of a one-time bad game for the Eagles? or they're kind of getting exposed with the wrong game. I think Obed hit it right on the head, to be honest. Um, Goddard is a big missing piece. Um, mm. They have Lane Johnson on the blind side. He's Hall of Fame tackle. They usually line up Goddard on the on the other side to help um, add additional uh, protection on that side. Um, in addition to the middle of the field, like Obed said, that's that's a huge, huge, huge area where, where Dallas Goddard uh, thrives. And that was missing. Um, it seemed like Jalen Hurts didn't have as much time as he usually has and was stepping into the pocket a little bit more than what he usually does. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, I think Obed brought up a good point about the running um, uh, um, um, running teams as well. Their secondary is exceptional, uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Obed hit most of the, 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 the key points. Um, when you look at running physical teams, that's where they're going to struggle. If somehow they, the, um, uh, uh, the Eagles can have a more balanced offense, running a bit more, chewing up that clock, keeping the other team uh, offensive snaps down, or if they're against an um, electric, dynamic team who flings the ball like maybe the Dallas Cowboys can um, or other, let's say, um, big arm quarterbacks, I think that's where we will see the Philadelphia Eagles thrive. 
So you mentioned about the running, the, the run, the run game. Why aren't they giving the ball to Miles Sanders more? Because Jalen Hurts led the team in rushing carries as well as yards. Why, why would you not feed Miles Sanders more then? So they were doing that up until this game. Um, so Jalen Hurts actually hasn't, I think, topped 30 or 40 yards in the last four or five games. Um, up a, and Miles, Miles Sanders was a big contributor in the running game. Mm-hmm. I think that actually has to do also with Dallas Goddard again, um, that extra protection up front. Um, so, yeah, they're going to have to scheme a bit different now that he's going to he's on the IR. He's on IR for the next three, three games. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, but, yeah, I think they're capable of doing it. And um, they have a good coach. Um, Sirianni, he's a good coach. I think they're going to get it done. And, um, yeah, I, I think I think it just takes a week or two to, to get used to this. Yeah, Sirianni, I think coach of the year candidate for sure. Yeah, I would like to see Miles Sanders get the football also because he's one of one of my fantasy teams. So I'm hoping he gets, he gets me more points. Um, but let's keep it going. Probably one of the on paper was probably the matchup of the week. The scoreboard didn't really look like it. It was the Dallas Cowboys and Minnesota Vikings. Cowboys just threw down, opened up a can of on these Vikings blowing them out 40 to three in Minnesota, mind you. And the crazy thing about this is I believe I almost picked Minnesota over last week. And I think I went with Dallas shame on me for even thinking about it, but wow. Uh, Ravi, this game was so lopsided. I mean, this Dallas. Uh, you, you, this, no, you went with Minnesota last week. You went Minnesota. I did go to Minnesota. Yeah, oh, yeah. see, man, I, I think I just Somebody's wanted to forget about it. Honest over here. Yeah, I think I just wanted to forget <laughs> about it. I think that's what it was. I didn't really want to think about it anymore. Block <laughs> it know? out of your mind. Block it out of your mind. Damn it, I yeah. can't really pick them. Yeah. Yeah, I figured at home they'd be okay, but man, right. Ravi, uh, this Dallas defense is is for real, right? Oh yes, this Dallas defense is the real deal. I mean, <clears throat> they have a great uh, you know linebacking core. And they're really holding teams down to clearly three points. Um, to be honest, I was more shocked about the other side of the ball where Dallas put 40 on the board. Um, Dallas is a great team. They have, they have all the intangibles. I just don't trust them. I don't trust that they're going to do this week in and week out. Because look at the Green Bay game. They're up by two touchdowns and they lose it in overtime. Mm-hmm. Then you go to Minnesota and you blow them out of the water as if Minnesota is not even a team. <laughs> so right. that's, that's why it's just, I can't trust them. I want to pick them all the time. They have great coaching. They have all the intangibles. They have a good running team. They have a good, you know, wide receiving core. Their defense is top notch being top five in the NFL. I just don't trust them. I don't know what they're going to do week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, Obed, I think we have to probably agree that, I mean, Dallas, they're, they're a legit threat in the NFC, right? I think they're a legit threat in the NFC. I mean, you know, we talked about uh, wanting to let Zach Wilson, Hassan, Hassan is making a point, let him get in there and play against, uh, you know, these woeful pass defenses, one of which was Minnesota Vikings, two of which, uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys were able to go in there and have 370 yards, 307 yards of passing and two touchdowns, you know, so definitely took advantage of their weakness. And really the Vikings were just unable to come from, come from behind on that. You know, sometimes I always wonder if teams after such a high, high, in the game that they had against Buffalo, where they came up with a win 10 for 193 from uh, uh, from Justin Jefferson, who was, you know, almost invisible in this game to the tune of three for 33 yards, one pass that one catch was 15 yards. Um, I, I think uh, I think 
you know, this is a seven and three Cowboys team that finally has their quarterback back. It seems to be trusting and putting Tony Pollard out there more, at least uh, a 50, 50 timeshare. He went 15 for 80. Zeke went 15 for 42. The difference being Zeke getting the two touchdowns. Can't bank on that uh, every week, but you know, they're more open to being this dynamic offense. And, and as we've seen uh, Kellen, uh, Kellen Moore, their uh, offensive coordinator, you know, has had one of the more effective offenses year to year since taking over as the OC uh, for the Cowboys. So they'll put up points. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, just like Robbie said, it's it's hard to trust them getting into these colder, uh, colder weeks, colder months of the year. And I think just because they're a dome team, you know what I mean? It's uh, mm-hmm. dome teams don't often travel well. Uh, this is why if Buffalo wants to put a dome on, go ahead. We'll, they'll come out to New England and they'll get smashed. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 again, they have a very, not, I wouldn't say they have a winnable schedule, you know, they're, they're going to go play some AFC South games and then they get a chance, uh, to take on the Eagles, the Titans, and then the commanders. I mean, you, these are, they, they could go on a little run here, uh, if they so choose. And if OBJ ends up on that team, uh, maybe things will be a little different, but he's still coming back. He's only nine months removed. You're getting him in hopes that he's ready to play in January. I mean, Hassani, how much of a threat can the Cowboys be? But my And my other question to you, I guess, would be is, did this game tell you more about Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins? Because everyone was saying, you know, you know, I know Kirk Cousins has been no, historically known as a average 500 win, you know, quarterback, you know. And this year he's leading the team with the top records in the league, beat Buffalo last week in, in Buffalo, you know, and to me, it's kind of like, wow, this says a lot. I think it says a lot about Kirk because everyone kind of, you almost expect Dak Prescott to have a good, a game like this, right? Yeah. Um, I think, I think Dak is looking a lot better due to the offensive line continuity. And um, as the season goes along, they're playing more as a unit. Uh, we saw that opening up, opening up the running lanes for both Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Um, that's also going to help the play action as well for Dak going forward. So um, for me, I think this says more about Dak and also that offensive line, which is making Dak look amazing. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. He's he's a very good quarterback. Um, 1 p.m. Kirk is, is Hall of Fame. 425 Kirk is average. <laughs> Primetime Kirk is, 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 is garbage. <laughs> so we all know what it is. Um, unfortunately he was, he was 425 Kurt, I think, you know, uh, afternoon slot games or so, um, you know, it is what it is, but I, I think this says more about Dak. He's composed under pressure. He can lead the team. His offensive line is keep, keeping him upright and opening up running lanes for the running backs. Um, I believe this says more about Dirk uh, than 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 for Kirk. About Dak. More Sorry, about Dak. Dak <laughs> Kirk. Yeah, uh, Kirk. I think you're thinking of Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, the other Dallas. Yeah, I'm, I'm combining the names. <laughs> you know, um, man, I, like I said, this was just a just a just a. I think it was a hell hell of a defensive uh, performance by this Cowboys team. You know, their tops in the league. My, they they allowed Mike Parsons to just go after it. You know, for sure. I mean, he's a defensive of the year candidate. Um, absolutely. But I mean, this Cowboys team, there as Obed alluded to, their schedule is very favorable the next few weeks. They've got the Giants, then the Colts, who we've talked about before, too. You know, both of me we talked about, but they those games they they can win. The Texans and the Jaguars. So there's just the next four games. They can easily win those four games for sure. 
Then you've got the big one against Philadelphia, and he's as as Obed alluded to in the end with Tennessee and Washington. I can I can literally see them, let's say perhaps going four and two or even five and one in the in the in those games, and they'll have a top record in the NFC. So I think they are one hundred percent a legitimate threat in this NFC. Um, obviously, the NFC is, is is pretty loaded. I would say you know you've got a lot of threats in there, but Minnesota. Like I said, I think it tells me more about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's funny that Asani said that about the afternoon Kirk. You know, he's he's better at he's better at early games than afternoon games. I think that's funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins just not efficient. You know, not not that good of a game. Twelve of twenty three, one hundred and five yards. Um, no, you know, obviously they didn't get the end zone whatsoever. But I think Dalvin Cook should have been given the ball a little bit more. Only eleven carries, but it was eleven carries. They had seventy two yards, averaging six point five per carry. You're that's, down. That's you're great. Giving up 27 points, you know, uh, I get the that first True. half. You're right. So you kind of have to go away from that. And but you, you still you only have three for 33 going to your number one guy, Justice Everett, and possibly the number one wide receiver in the league. You're not right. utilizing him enough. But maybe this was supposed to be a rest game for him because he had a huge game last week. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. But um, I think I think that I think the Vikings obviously will make the playoff. They'll win that division easily. because That division is terrible. Um, Green Bay is not what we want, thought they would be, um, but if they if when they're in the playoffs, I don't I don't see Minnesota really being a legit like a legit threat as much as Dallas or Philadelphia is, if you will. I thought Minnesota would be, or you know what? Maybe this is just one bad game. Okay, maybe this is a bad game by Minnesota. Who knows? But remember, the two teams that they lost to, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. So. That's, that says it right there. Let's keep it going. Um, next, let's talk about the another one more game before we get into our next segment. You're right, you mad. Kansas City barely escaping Los Angeles with a victory over the Chargers, 30 to 27. Uh, Obed, give me your thoughts on the game, first of all, first and foremost, Obed. I think you're on mute there. Sorry, I'm on mute there. Fantastic game. I mean, what a way to close out the uh, the weekend. Um, I got to say that this was what we expected from the AFC West when the season started, right? These fire, high firepower games before uh, the uh, Raiders fell off and the Denver Broncos fell off and the Chargers were injured. And, you know, uh, Justin, I don't think the Broncos were ever on. They just, they were just, no, they were not Uh, in a a hilarious, hilarious. We talked about last year, how Minnesota, if they had just uh, kept the team from scoring in the last two minutes, they would have been like, you know, a one loss team. Uh, if the Denver Broncos just scored 18 points, they'd have been like eight and one going into this weekend uh, before they before they lost um, because they can't score 18 points. They finally did and still lost, but the rest of their games they just scored 18 points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, you you again, this is a division rivalry, so these teams you know are unafraid to go and like match head to head with each other. But you know, kudos to Los Angeles Chargers finally getting uh, healthy Keenan Allen, uh, healthy esque Mike Williams, who went out after only catching one pass. Um, you know, Keenan was back five for 94. Joshua Palmer came out, which is really the Joshua Palmer role, right? He's that guy that can make things happen when the there isn't a lot of defensive attention. He can't beat number ones consistently. You can scheme him up, but he needs to be lined up across somebody else to be able to make a lot of plays. Uh, you got Justin, excuse me, Austin Eckler out there, you know, grinding away 19 for 83 and a touchdown. 
you know, certainly uh, if they didn't have him, I'm not sure what they would have because oh, he really helps clean things up for them. And it did come sure. down to, you know, a final score. But again, this is how this game ended the last time these two met, right? You, you got a fantastic play made by uh, the two leaders of this team in Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, you know, doing their their one-on-one game or their two-man game uh, against the mm-hmm. world uh, and, you know, getting that, that last touchdown uh, to seal it for him. Um, I mean, it, it was, it was a clash of the Titans. It was a, it was a good game to watch. Uh, I have from this game, I felt like there was promise for the chargers that maybe they can turn some things around and get a few wins under their belt, maybe actually make a playoff team out of this, out of this roster. Uh, but, you know, Kansas city business as usual, uh, Isaiah Pacheco might be the starting running back for this team when you're 15 for 107 uh, on a and had a long 28. Um, I think there, uh, unfortunately, Clyde Edwards Elaire is out. You know he's on IR now. Break that news. I don't know if that means his job. He, he's done being a starting running back for the uh, the Chiefs, but you know uh, this is a, this is a team ready to go and make some noise, and they're going to need to be at their best if they plan to play the Niners in the Super Bowl. Uh, Hassani, I'll get your thoughts on the game quickly here. Yeah, it was uh, it was an awesome game. Awesome game. Uh, Travis Kelsey is is is, is that unbelievable. Dude? He's that dude. He is unbelievable. <laughs> um, I highly agree with what Obed said about the receiver situation. I think that that is um key. You had Mike Williams and Keenan Allen starting. Mike Williams going down. Keenan Allen, I think, was still on a pitch count, even though I think he went for five catches and over 90 uh receiving yards um Austin Eckler is is an incredible talent um unfortunately they just came up a bit short against Kansas City so um yeah I think Obed gave most of the key stats there yeah and then this is a game where they kill for you guys this 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 is a game where Kansas City didn't have Juju Smith-Schuster or Miko Hardman out there and they lost uh uh, Cordarius Tony after he pulled his hamstring surprise (laughs) you know I mean Rav, um, are the Chiefs the best team in the NFL? As of right now, you have to say so. I mean, they find ways to win, and they're the only consistent team this this whole season. I mean, H said it earlier, the Detroit Lions have the longest winning streak in the league right now. Who thought anybody would ever say that? Every (laughs) week is up for grabs right now. There is no consistency among any of these teams, and I kind of like it. But it's this is a very weird NFL season. Yeah, yeah. where I can only pick the Chiefs. I mean, remember the Eagles still have still actually have a better record, but still, you know, the just Chiefs look like a complete complete team. You know, um, they're just you know, and people and people obey. I'll let you go, but people thought they would fall off without Tyree Kill. And look, yeah, at you know, I I just if you have faith in having a, a top tier quarterback. You can't think that things are just going to fall off. I mean, but if you look back at most of Andy Reid's uh, quarterback career, he's had a guy who had to make things happen with multiple receivers. He never really had that one guy he could lean on really until he got like Terrell Owens to the, uh, the Eagles. Right. Um, up until that point, he was running everything through uh, uh, Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook. Yeah. You know, and uh, to, to their credit, yes, I think they're, they're playing well, playing strongly, but you know, you got to understand that the, the chiefs are probably what the next iteration of football is going to look like. You got to be fast. You got to be able to take your strikes. You got to be able to push the tempo downfield. Um, and it, 
we we talked about uh, strength of schedule last time. I made a couple comments as part of my you write you mad statement, um, and I think that that still holds true for pros. You know, I what your eyes tell you is different than what you see on the stat sheet. Okay, because the stat sheet will tell you that an eight and one team uh, that had a that went and beat what we would consider one of the best teams in their house outside in overtime would come out here and perform better than getting spanked by 37 points to a team that we always says drops the ball, right? But when your eyes watch the Vikings, you know that there are holes, you know that there are problems. When your eyes watch the Chiefs, you don't really see a lot of holes. You don't really see a lot of problems. They're losing guys left and right, and they can still go back to their bread and butter and be successful with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And then if they do get help from guys like Marvin, Marcus Valdez-Cantling just needs one pass. And he's in the end zone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sky Moore is coming along. Justin Watson seems to be able to make a ton of plays for them. Uh, and you, as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, you've got a chance, right? So, you know, our eyes aren't lying. I think Kansas City is the best team in the league. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes is probably MVP front runner right now. I think I would everyone agree on that, or is that have somebody somebody else as the, their front runner right now? I, I would agree on that. Right. Yeah, the only one I can think of is maybe Jalen Hurts, but I think I think Mahomes has has the edge at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's get into our next segment. You write, you mad. Each of us will make a bold statement. The others will tell if it's were correct or just outright crazy. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, Obed alluded to something before about OBJ. Although Beckham Jr. has interest in a few teams, including the Dallas Cowboys, but I believe the Chiefs are on those list of teams. So I say to you, gentlemen, you write, you mad. If OBJ goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, they will, in fact, win the Super Bowl. Anyone? I think you're right. I mean, that it could be that one missing piece of a receiver they would need in addition mm. to that tight end position. Mm. And that could be that uh, Tyreek Hill replacement. But right now, the way Kansas City is playing, um, they're managing their games. They're, they're winning. And they're finding ways to win right at the end. We saw that, uh, you know, at, with the LA game. I, I think you're right. They're already my front runner, and I think uh, that'll get them over the edge. Yeah. Yep. Does anyone, anyone else want to challenge that? <laughs> I think no, you're mad, no. bro. Oh, <laughs> um, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me yo, he's, he's, he's uh, nine months from an ACL injury. We saw how Chris Godwin came back. Yeah, he was a little bit effective, but he was also, um, uh, excuse me, he was also not as effective as he is now. I think this is a full one-year injury. Um, he won't be good until February. Um, I said also about offenses, if you can keep their offense off the field, that is the recipe to beat them. That's what the Buffalo Bills did. That's what the Indianapolis Colts did. Um, nevertheless, I do anticipate OBJ to be stronger in January or February, let's see how his knee holds up in the cold weather. Mm -hmm. And also let's see um, in terms of scheming. Um, If they play a team such as Philadelphia where their secondary is excellent, I don't think OBJ stands a chance. So right now, I don't think he's a difference maker. I think somebody on defense would be a difference maker for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Obed, did you want to make a comment on it? No, I'm good. I love the discourse. I love the discourse. I think the Chiefs could win the Super Bowl. 
I think they could absolutely find a way to scheme up and get a lot out of OBJ if he goes there. But again, he won't be healthy enough. And if he slowly comes along, let's say the Chiefs go to the postseason, it's only three games. You know, you're expecting to see him play in the Super Bowl and then him to just make a difference then. I don't know. I, I just, I don't particularly see it, but I think the Chiefs could make it. Okay. Uh, next up on You Right, You Mad is Ravi. You have one, I believe it's in regards to the NBA, right, Ravi? Absolutely. Gentlemen, you right, you mad. Kyrie Irving will be traded before the NBA trade deadline. I'll, I'll jump in. Ravi, you mad. The contract alone, you know what I mean? They want to play the year out. Um, I agree that he may not be there long term. He may not be there next season. I'll say that. But before the trade, when's the trade deadline? Was that February, March? I think it's February. February? February. Is it February? Okay. February, March, yeah. Something like that. I, I don't who's going to take Kyrie Irving and his contract remember that who is going to take him I, I don't know the only place I could see him go is the Los Angeles Lakers just because LeBron is there LeBron will say yo bring him here I'll 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 deal with him because remember he him and LeBron were teammates back in Cleveland that's the only destination I would say possibly could trade was Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving you know, but I don't do it. Do I think it fixes things for the, the for the Nets or the Lakers? No, I'm not sure. I think it fixes more things for more for the Lakers than it does the Nets. And because adding Russell Westbrook and maybe teaming him back, him, teaming him up with Kevin Durant, like it once was before. I don't know how that dynamic is going to work, but bring Kyrie to LeBron. LeBron knows how to play with Kyrie. That's one thing. But does he get traded before the d- deadline? Nah. I, honestly, I don't. I don't know if the Lakers can afford his contract. I mean, you'll have to chop West Westbrook and probably a couple other pieces. You might still be over the salary cap. Um, but yeah, Ravi, I'll say you mad. I'll say you mad on this one. Anybody else wants to jump in? Feel free to do so before I move on to Hassani. Uh, I I think you're right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think he gets traded. Wow. Um, I think that we have uh, the upper echelon of NBA teams. We have uh, the Celtics. We have the 76ers, we have the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference, we have um, uh, the Golden State Warriors, we have the, the Phoenix Suns. Um, those aren't the teams where I can see him getting traded to, but it's these five to eight uh, teams in the East or the West where they do have um, maybe uh, salaries that they can shed. They do have the draft capital. Um, he's not going to go for a Donovan Mitchell or a, um, uh, what's my man from France? Um, Rudy Gobert. Uh, who Rudy went Gobert. to Minnesota. Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah, Rudy Gobert. He's, they're, they're not going to get a haul for him like that. But matching salaries, I think they can get rid of him, wipe their hands, give him to a team where he can be a rental player for three to four months, help them get into the playoffs, perhaps make it to the second or conference finals. Um, I can definitely see a situation where Kyrie Irving gets shipped. I'm, I'm, you know, you, you mentioned a sucker's West- born every day, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And Brooklyn, Brooklyn was that team. They were a bunch of suckers. They believed Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant went, went and said, yo, bring Kyrie. I will come if Kyrie comes here to Brooklyn. They believed him and they thought it would work and they were 100% wrong. Right. I think it's I think what you gotta realize there's, there's a lot a, of things that went wrong in Brooklyn. Investment. It starts with them. Yeah, there was a lot of things that went wrong in Brooklyn, but yeah, H, you're right. It's it's not a long-term investment. Yeah, it, it's it's just so there's just 
he's just a headache. That's all it is. Like I said, I think I said this off the air. He's like the, he's the, he's the NBA's Antonio Brown, you know? And, and, and he, he will, he will work himself into being the next Kanye West. Well, just be kind of off the radar spewing out whatever he wants to spew out. Like I said, this flat earth thinker dude and doing whatever he wants to do. Even going back to last year with the whole vaccine thing, get it? I get it was dumb that he could be in the arena and not play on the court. That was stupid. You know what I mean? But still, if you're there, if you're all about basketball, you want to help your team win, you will do whatever it takes to help your team play in the game and help your team win. That's all I'm saying for him. There are bigger things in basketball. Now, I guess there are bigger things in life of more than basketball, hundred percent, your family, your health, things. I'll, I will never disagree with that, but I'm saying you're, you're a multi-million dollar NBA superstar. You're there to do your job and to win basketball games, right? Am I, am I wrong? They, this team expects you to be there. The whole team does. Everyone's doing what else what they need to do, except you. They don't want this dude around, dude. I'm sorry, right? Yeah, I agree. Maybe maybe uh, he'll get signed to Donda Sports. You never know. Let's oh, see God. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to be the only one left. I think that pretty much is done, you know? Hey, Antonio, uh, official, Antonio Brown's the head over there. So. He can be the official uh, athletic sponsor for the uh, Kanye 2024 campaign. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hassani, I think you're up next here on You Right, You Mad. Yeah, Um. so... My you right, you mad is the Jets at six and four will make the playoffs with the latest change to Mike White. I'll, I'll let Robbie take that one since he's a Jets fan. <laughs> uh, you mad, even no matter who that quarterback is, after what I saw last week, they are not making the playoffs. They don't deserve to. He said they don't deserve to. Damn. <laughs> tell, him how you, tell him how you really feel, son. <laughs> I, they're, they're a great defense. They have great coaching staff. I, I feel strong about that. They have the pieces in place. They had a great draft. They have a good offense. You know, Brees Hall, that was a big blow to them. And now there's pretty much no running game. Um, it's the quarterback position is just too important and it's too inconsistent. Either maybe either a these quick question for you, Ravi. Go ahead. Um, how many wins do you think it takes to get into the playoffs in the AFC? Nine, maybe 10. If it's nine, do you think they can go three and four over their last seven games? If it's 10, do you think they can go four and three over their last seven games? With, uh, with, with, with not looking at their schedule in front of me, I think they can. I think it's very possible. Um, but that's, again, if you're going to let Mike White play, you know, do they have the so same you, faith? So, in so what you're saying is you're right. Uh, nobody likes you. I'm a Jets fan, and I personally don't see it happening. Okay, so I'll give you the Ravi, I'll give you the, your Jets' schedule. You've got the Bears this weekend, the Vikings, the Bills, the Lions, the Jags, Seahawks, and Dolphins. So Buffalo and Minnesota, I don't think they beat either of them. Even though they beat Buffalo in the year, I still don't think they beat them again, especially it's in Buffalo this time. Right, well, right. weather permitting, of course, okay. as we saw last week, you know. Um, I don't think they beat I don't think they beat Chicago this week, but we'll talk about that. So that's 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 a loss. So seven games, right? So that's a loss. Minnesota, that's a loss. Buffalo, that's a loss. Maybe getting big by Detroit. I think that's kind of okay. Let's say you get that one win there. And Seattle, uh, Jacksonville, I think they can beat Jacksonville. That's a loss yeah. to Seattle and then a loss to Miami. So they go to, to me, they go two and five the last set of games. They don't I mean, get Justin it. Fields might be out this week with a. And that's the only reason Ooh. I would say that they could okay. be Chicago. Yeah. Justin did not, Fields. Okay, I did yeah. not know that. 
Okay. Justin so Fields then they out this week. So, okay. but they have to close the door then, you know, I mean, because whatever might happen between that Vikings game, they'll have the defense, but the Vikings are looking for a bounce back. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just don't anticipate that the Jets will have it out there to beat those guys on the road. Um, and then Buffalo on the road, it's it's going to be tough. If they beat the Bears, there's a shot. But if they don't beat the Bears, I don't think they do it. I mean, well, let's see what happens on, on yeah. Sunday, any given Sunday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, All right, then- gentlemen, I got a question for you. You write, you mad as NFL one. The Los Angeles Rams can't be fixed. It's time to blow it up. I'll start here. You, know, you are absolutely correct. When they said <laughs> F those draft picks, they really meant F those draft picks. <laughs> and there, there is no coming back from this one. I mean, um, their offense looks looks out of control. Obviously, Cooper Cup is out of the year, out for the rest of the year. They have a lot invested in him. They just got rid of Daryl Henderson. Uh, they they Did you ever him. think that Daryl Henderson would be the one to be kicked out after what happened with Cam Akers? Exactly. I was just going to say, I, I wouldn't have thought so until after this year. Um, but I think, honestly, they, they capitalized on their window. They lost key defensive player in, in Dominic and Sue. Um, I think their window is over. Um, I think they can still be, I don't know, uh, eight and nine, nine and eight team, but I just don't see them uh, challenging for a Super Bowl. Um, especially with the lack of draft picks that they have coming up in the next few years. Yeah, Obed, I'll say you're right. I mean, this is a, I mean, look, let me ask you this, guys, in, in terms of your question. Was it worth it, kind of what was talking about those picks? Was it worth it giving all, all those picks to win that Super Bowl last year? Yes. So, so mission, mission accomplished. Right. So they, so they did exactly what they were trying to do. So it's nothing wrong with that. But now, yeah, it's looking real bad. The offense is so pedestrian this year. Matt, Matt Stafford has been probably has another concussion, may not play again this weekend. Who knows? You know, his he just wasn't even even when he was healthy, he wasn't effective with the football. Um, you know, I thought they would be better this year on offense, adding uh, Allen Robinson. And he barely has even gotten in the throne of football this year. And I get it. Cooper Cup was that dude. I 100%. But, man, you have another stud wide receiver now in Robinson. Why wouldn't he get more involved in the offense? Patrick Mahomes finds ways to get everyone involved. Why can't Matthew Safford, you know? Um, and, I no, I, I picked the Rams to go back to the Super Bowl this year, albeit to lose to my Bills. But, man, was I wrong about this Rams off this Rams team? And it's it's just a shame. Uh, I'll let Ravi jump in if you want to before we move on to our yeah. picks. But, I mean, this – I mean, like you said, mission accomplished, right? But I want to know who's going to get the blame for it because the The Rams do look very pedestrian. As long as, hey, like you said, the GM, right? As long as the owner was okay with, hey, if we got our Super Bowl, we're just going to suck now for the next five years. That's cool, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know who's going to get the blame because if the LA media is anything like the New York media, they're going to eat this guy live and we got to see what changes are going to happen next year. You know, Everything that was done for that Super Bowl is now going to cost them, like H said, for the next five, six years. Yeah, uh, yeah, Obed. I think we're all in agreement that you're right. It's just, a, it's just a bad look. The whole, the whole team is just really bad right now. The run game is awful. You have no offensive line, you know, and then you, you workhorsed your best player into the ground after his triple crown, uh, you know, and you have no future to look forward to, as Asani pointed out. So, you know, I think this is why we heard the rumblings of people talking about we should probably retire, you know. 
Yep, yep, Agreed. for sure. For sure. Let's now, guys, let's get into our week 12 picks. Looking at week 11 between me and Obed, 1.10 and 4 with our picks. Not, not a bad one there. Um, first game up, let's think Thanksgiving Day games. Yes, sir. First, first game on a schedule, Buffalo at Detroit. Did the Bills just stay in Detroit since they were there on Sunday for that? You no, know, because the snowed out game. They, I would hope they would have. I think that's what they did. I yeah, think that's what if they they're did. smart, they did. Yeah, why would you go travel all the way back and then come have to go back, you know? But either way, uh, obviously, I'm going to go with the Bills, uh, of course, you know, go over the lines. And Hassan, I'll go to you next, of course. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, Bills, not said. Yeah, there you go, Obed. <laughs> One, uh, Bills, 100%. Ravi. Yeah, let's go uh, Buffalo Wings. (laughs) There you go. Um, Next up, the New York football giants at the Dallas Cowboys NFC East matchup there. Nice Thanksgiving day game there. Uh, Ravi, I'll go to you. Who you got, Giants or uh, Cowboys? Uh, I'm going to pick Dallas on this one, even though the Giants do play the Cowboys very well. Uh, I just think Dallas has too much of a defense, and they're going to just plug up the holes for Saquon to run through. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Giants don't have any passing game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Rag. I'm going to go Dallas as well. Obed? I'm going to go with Dallas. I think that New York is missing a whole bunch of linemen right now. Um, and not having, you know, quality wide receiver play, I've got to give it to Dallas to be able to come out here, put up good points, control the game. Uh, Sonny? Yeah, clean sweep, uh, line, uh, missing starting tight end, missing top three wide receivers. All they have is Saquon Barkley and Daniel Dimes to uh, – run for uh yeah 10 or 15 yards per play um <laughs> dallas is dallas is gonna feast uh um, shout out to the salvation army bucket <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we get a zeke in there again uh obey your new england patriots at the minnesota vikings which we just talked about too uh i'm gonna go minnesota on this one yeah i'm gonna go minnesota on this one i mean i don't know if they're gonna fix their problems like they're just moving people in and out pieces as far as the wide receivers and the tight ends i think it's having an issue with getting consistency uh in performance right like i think it would be better if they had uh and in a few individuals who are really good at their role who can then masquerade in other roles as opposed to like hey hunter henry's not on this play let's bring in uh uh uh, god i can't remember the dude's name we paid up a ton of money Johnny Smith and then you know it's like who can get actual like rhythm right they did 246 yards in passing in the air they had 99 yards on the ground uh they did have an issue injuries across the offensive line I think David Andrews is out um I just god I think Minnesota at home makes me feel like they'll be able to to do something uh but again this is great defense god New England's got really good defense so it's a toss-up but I'm gonna lead I'm gonna lead the uh I'm gonna lean to the Minnesota way Hassani who you got Patriots or Vikings I got Pats. Um, game is in Minnesota Dome. Um, mm. That defense from New England is incredible. Um, is. I think they find a way to limit the Vikings to 20 or less. And uh, we, we, they, they ride with Ramon J. Stevenson and uh, they, they, they bring home the victory. Okay. Ravi, who you got here in New England and Minnesota? I'm going to Minnesota, by the way. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going Minnesota also. It's going to be a good bounce back game for them. Uh, New England does have a, Great defense, you know, Judon's leading in sacks. But uh, I think Minnesota's going to have a good bounce back game uh, on the holiday and uh, they'll take care of business. At Tamp- home. Tampa Bay at Cleveland, going to go with the Bucks. Cleveland, you know, although Cleveland hasn't been playing bad, bad football, Mari Cooper is putting up some numbers this year. Good for him. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one here, I'll bet. 
Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Bucks on this one. I mean, you know, Cleveland is, for, for bad football's sake, they have stars, they have good players. David Njoku's coming back. I think Jacoby Brissett has played very well, and they're anticipating their turn to Sean Watson. But I think mm-hmm. Tampa Bay coming off the bye, talking about they'll go with the hot hand at running back. Uh, Brady starting to score touchdowns again. I think this is an opportunity for them to, like, turn their season around. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. He's back. Is it next week, guys? Next week. Next, next week? week? Not this week. Yeah. Houston yeah. against Houston. Oh, oh, he started practicing with the team. Of course, he's back with his former against against his of former course. team. Of course, uh, yeah, they did. They, they did that storylines. Sure. Oh yeah, they did that for sure on purpose. So, Sonny, who do you got here? Tampa Bay or Cleveland? Yeah, I also have Tampa Bay. I was gonna say one. If, if this is next week with Deshaun, I would have went with Cleveland. Um, but uh, this week with Jacoby Brissett, gotta go with Tampa Bay. Ravi, who you got here? Also, Tampa Bay. Um, I just don't trust Brissett and what he's going to be able to do. He's, he's holding down the fort. They're not terrible team. They have their pieces in place, but I think uh, Tampa Bay and the leadership of Tom Brady is going to get this over the hump. Cincinnati at Tennessee. I'm going to go with the Bengals here, even without Jamar Chase. Cincinnati still looks good. Joe Burrow looks so good. He's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Um, I know Tennessee, uh, Traylon Burks has got activated, I think, last week. Their, their receiver, um, so they've got high hopes for him. But I'm going to go with the Bengals, Hassani. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Tennessee. Joe Mixon, I think, will be out with a concussion. Um, so okay. I I think Tennessee will lean on Derrick Henry, um, use the play action, and 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 take this one. Obed, who do you got here? I'm going with Tennessee, especially if they don't have Mixon back there. You know, not that they can't get these things done with Samadji P. Ryan, but it's not the same swap for swap. I think Chase will be back, but I don't know if you want Joe Burrow throwing 50 times to try to win this game. Uh, Rav, who you got? Also Tennessee. Uh, we're gonna. To me, it was a pick 'em. Uh, just the fact that it's in Tennessee, I'm gonna pick the uh, Titans. Let's go, Houston at Miami. I think it's an easy one. My, Miami all the way, right, guys? Sonny, mm-hmm. Obed, yeah. Rav. Yeah, I'm, I'm Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah Miami. Miami. We, we can keep it going. Uh, Chicago at the New York Jets. We kind of talked about this one. If Justin Fields does not play, I will change my pick from Chicago to the Jets. But if, if he's playing, yeah. my pick stays with the Bears. Uh, same, same for me. Same for me. That's why I picked New York. I saw the blurb about him being hurt. I'm just going to put it in here. Uh, no fields. Yeah. Uh, Rav and Asani, who you got? Yeah, also. Got uh, gangrene. New, gangrene. Yep, New, York, New York Jets. It's uh, Darrell Rivas Day. Getting inducted into the uh, Ring of Honor, just like our hometown hero, uh, Brick. So uh, go Jets. All right. Perfect. Atlanta at Washington gonna go with the commanders here um Atlanta has been decent this year but just coming up short every time Asani who do you got Atlanta Atlanta uh yeah I think uh the running game is starting to um come to fruition with Cordell Patterson Tyler Agir um I think Atlanta is gonna pull this out uh Obed who you got here I'm on Washington as well. Atlanta does look good, but I like the front four of Washington and Taylor Heineke throwing those IDGAF balls Rev I'm having trouble deciding. I'm listening to everybody here. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, Atlanta also. Uh, They might be the surprise there. Washington does have the hot hand. Uh, Taylor Heineke has been named the official starter. He's earned it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I think, uh, who knows, it might get in his head. Uh, We're going to pick the uh, (laughs) Falcons. Okay, I'm going to go Washington. Uh, Denver at Carolina, both just bad. Denver, number one scoring defense, last ranked scoring offense. But either way, Carolina, Baker Mayfield is, is I don't know. But I'm going to go Broncos, uh, Obed. Same with me. I think that uh, it's going to be the Broncos purely off of the fact that uh, 
Nope. I think you muted yourself there a bit. <laughs> it's all good. Hassani, who do you got? Denver, yeah, sorry about that, that guys. There's an ambulance going by. Uh, I'm awesome. picking Denver. Carolina said they're bringing back Sam Darnold. That can't be a W. Oh, there you go. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Sam Darnold starting. <laughs> oh, uh, I've seen yeah. that, I've seen that show already. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> we're going, we're going that movie before. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen that episode before. Okay, you're going Denver, Hassani. Yeah, let's ride. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Baltimore at Jacksonville. I think it's another easy one. Ravens. I think we all got the Ravens here in this one, guys, right? Yeah, I'm on the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's not the same yeah. thing with Ravens as well. Uh, the Chargers at the Cardinals. You know, I'm going to go, uh, man, I, I want to go Los Angeles, but I think I'm going to go Arizona just because they're at home, even though I know they, they, they're not playing underachieving this year for sure. But I'm going to pick with the Cardinals, Asani. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go with the Chargers. Uh, Rondell Moore is hurt. Uh, Kyler Murray is yeah, in and out. We don't know if he's gonna play. I ah. think they will sit him until after the bye week, which I believe is the week after for the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Okay, so my if if there's not Kyler Murray is not playing, my pick changes to the Chargers. Obed. Gotcha. I'm on. I'm on the Chargers. I'm on the Chargers. I think they're finally starting to come around. You know, at least having one other wide receiver out there has allowed them to do a little bit better. Uh, they did lose a bunch of defensive linemen though, so we'll see. But the Arizona Cardinals fired their offensive line coach after some incident that happened in Mexico. I can only imagine what tequila he got into. Uh, but let's go with that, yeah, right? Let's go. Let's go with the Chargers. Dude thought he was on spring break in Mexico. That's why. Uh, Rav, who you got? Yeah, also uh, Chargers. Chargers oh, on that one. Okay, Las Vegas at Seattle. I'm going to go, go with the Seahawks here. Las Vegas so under, underachieving. I already had my take on them. Obed, who you got? Oh, I'm going with Seattle. Yep, Rev. Yep, uh, Seattle also. Uh, I'm actually going with Las Vegas, man. Uh, I think somehow <laughs> they pull it out. Their offense um, has been, hasn't been that good, but they do have a lot of offensive weapons with uh, Jacobs and, and Adams. I actually think um, Raiders will pull this out. All right, Los Angeles Rams at Kansas City. We talked about both these teams before. I think this is Chiefs, you know, especially if Stafford doesn't play, Asani, right? Uh, 100% Chiefs. Oh, Ben. Even if Stafford was out there, still a Chiefs. <laughs> Rav. <laughs> yep, Chiefs. Chiefs. Uh, New Orleans at San Francisco, San Fran. They're playing like they're going to be a legit team in the N- NFC, especially with Christian McCaffrey out there, Ravi, right? I agree. I'm picking San Francisco with that one. Oh, Ben. Uh, I'm on San Francisco as well. They look like us. They look like a Super Bowl team out there. Yep. Uh, Hassani? Agreed. Both sides of the ball, they look excellent. I'm going with the 49ers. Green Bay at Philadelphia on Sunday night football. Got to go with Philly. Green Bay, so so bad this year. You know, Aaron is still that dude, but he has no weapons. Hassani? Uh, Also, I have to go with Philly. Um, Yeah, they look great on both sides of the ball. Uh, Let's see if they can protect on uh, pass defense. Uh, but yeah, I will go with the Packers. With excuse me, with the Eagles. 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 Uh, Rav, who you got? Eagles or Packers? Also, Eagles. Uh, Green Bay has just a funny story this year, like most of the NFL. <laughs> Obed, I'm on Philly hard. Yes, sir. And last but not least, the Monday night game, Pittsburgh at Indianapolis, kind of a snoozer, if you will. Oh no, they shouldn't even put this on the schedule. They should just move it. They should move this game to somewhere. Flex it else. out. Flex yeah. it out, honestly. Yeah. 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 Just put it on. Just put it online. Stream it. You know, on like some random site. Just put it on YouTube. Everyone put it on free. Amazon Prime. Nobody will find it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I'm gonna go with the Colts, guys. Uh, uh, Obed, what do you got? <laughs> I'm on the Colts as well. I think the offensive line play has gotten a lot better. Rav. Uh, this was a toss-up for me, also. I mean, Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, they have Fitzpatrick. Uh, they got. Uh, uh, TJ back. I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh. I think the Indianapolis, uh, you know, pumpkin is going to arrive, but 
Yeah, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Oh, okay, Sonny, who you got? Steelers Mix or Colts? Um, yeah, I'm also. I wish I could just go for a tie. I think that would be the most likely <laughs> scenario. <laughs> I'm actually gonna go with Ravi. I think Pittsburgh is gonna get it done. Uh, oh, nice. Mike Tomlin um, with TJ coming back. Um, God, Kenny Pickett is looking like uh, uh, this year's Zach Wilson as well. But um, let's see. Uh, I think the Steelers are gonna pull it out. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. I'm so glad to have everyone here. Hassani, thank you for joining in from Germany. Ravi, thank you uh, for coming out live from New York. Obed, as always, my partner in crime here. Any last words from anyone here? Hassani, Rav, anything you want to say before we before we roll out? Yeah, man. Once again, it's a pleasure. I'm glad you guys let me, let me back on. I heard your... Uh your shade about my Josh McDaniels take a couple of times on the, the pod. So you take you a shot. So you're not on the pod. Definitely a pleasure. Thank you for also letting me, me and Obed rap about the world cup. Um, love doing this. Love talking to you guys. Um, and, and thankful, thankful to be able to participate today. So. Yes, sir. Ravi, anything else before we go? No, everybody have a safe holiday. Um, be mindful of what you say. Um, I know I tend to talk too much sometimes. And a lot of people don't agree with my opinions, even though they're factual, and they just wish they had the balls to say it. So, oh. Uh, um, uh, oh, all right, I guess so. Basically, everyone's listening to Ravi from now on. Cool, good to go. Uh, oh, Betty, any last words? God, you know, peace and much love to you. Uh, enjoy this holiday with friends and family. For those of us who have a holiday, uh, Hassani, have a great day. Work tomorrow. I hope you're yes, sir. <laughs> Damn, just, just stick it at me one more time before we head out, hey, right? Hey. <laughs> Let's just say good to have a good kick, one. Have a kick good him one. while he's down, I'm sure right? Germany has a Wiener Schnitzel Day or something yeah. that we don't celebrate. <laughs> yes, sir. Something. Everyone out there, happy Thanksgiving. You only have the three things, family, food, and football. It is gonna definitely going to be a good, good day. Um, there's, you know, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT for our guest Hassani, for our guest Ravi, and for my co-host Obed. I am Sherman. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Thanks. Enjoy that eggnog, Sherman. All day. <laughs> <laughs>